Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, you listen to another episode of the Six Feet Under Podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. What's good, everybody? I don't even have to ask you what the fuck's going on. I'm not going to ask you what the fuck's going on because a lot is going on. But first and foremost, um, welcome back. Welcome, welcome you. Hey, um, very much nice to uh, be back. I had uh, initially planned on returning to you all sometime last week, um, but life happened. And as we all know, a lot's been going on in the fucking world. Um, so I won't really chime in on much of where I've been these last few weeks. Um, I'll get into that on the next episode. I'll just kind of just give you guys my insights on my you know, just a little little blurb on what I feel like about what's going on in the world and everything that's happening. So let's go ahead and jump into this family. And as I think about that right now, the word family is crazy because no shortage of amount of my life can I tell you that I have fixated on being just around black people. Um, My friends, my homies, my uh and shit, some of people who are technically my relatives um, are different shapes and colors, you know? And so as you all who listen to this episode, I'm sorry, episode, listen to this podcast and been listening to it, this is your first time listening, welcome to the fucking dinner table. That's what I always say. What are we eating today? What are we talking about? I'm your Uncle Puche. We break shit down and I give some advice that you probably should listen to sometimes you probably shouldn't listen to. But what I have to fixate on is the idea of you all being my family. You see, I know plenty of people who listen to my show who aren't the same color as me. I know plenty of people who listen to my show who are the same color as me. I actually thrive on the idea of being a person, being a man of the people, for the people, and by the people. You know, your Uncle Puche is kind of like the people's champ. Let's say that. It's not something I just made up because if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know, I've been saying it for a while. I've been talking about that for a while. I've been explaining that for a while. My love for people of different shapes, colors and sizes extends back long before I hopped on a podcast just due to the social cultural changes I've been through from living in places that are basically 99 percent black to places where they were 99% white, to being here now in California, Sacramento to be exact, when I'm in a motherfucking melting pot. So as I break this off by stating and starting, we all know something that is a fact, that all lives matter. That goes without fucking saying. But we're going to fixate on these black lives today. And particularly, we're going to fixate on the idea of how understanding that Making the impact and the acknowledgement that black lives matters isn't just a fixation that one that black people should just be focused on. It's something that we all should be focused on, because if coronavirus didn't teach you something, it should have taught you one thing. Is that people need fucking people. You see, black people being shot being murdered, being hung, being 
just treated poorly doesn't just affect black people. Oh, no, it doesn't. It affects you as well. There's no progression with the oppression of other people. Let me reiterate that again. Allow me to retort. There is no progression when you allow the oppression of other people. You cannot oppress others, no matter their their religion, their shade, their color, um, and think you will have some progression in this world. You may have some slight upper hand for some time, because it may a few couple of hundred years, but the thing is there will never be real progression in any of this, in any of this, if we oppress anyone. I went to protest this weekend. Well, let me actually back to that before I even get into that. Before I even get into that, I uh, I work a second job that uh, requires me to drive around the city of uh, Sacramento and outskirt counties. And um, man, I was driving up by where my parents stay, you know, where I currently stay right now. My parents stay in a pretty decent neighborhood. You know, it's, it's a nice neighborhood. I'm not even gonna front that flodge with y'all. Um, I'm driving and I hear the helicopters. This is like on Thursday, I believe it was. And, um, I hear the helicopters and I'm like, man, this is crazy. What the hell are these helicopters doing up here? Is there a fire? And I get off on the exit cause I'm nosy and I see a gang of police officers and I'm like, no way you are gotta be fucking kidding me. I bust it to the left and I see probably 40 Mayo people standing up with BLM signs and different signs and just, you know, supporting uh, black lives and, you know, resisting police, police brutality and protesting police brutality. And it just, you know, not to take away from anything that my people have done, because obviously my folks, my black people, my, my kings, my Nubian nuggets, all of us, we've definitely been on the wave of the forefront of trying to get this change started. Definitely been trying to gas up this motherfucking train for a very long time. But I must say, it was damn sure impressive to see you male folks. Y'all definitely brought a tear to my motherfucking eye by seeing you out here supporting some shit that indirectly you could just say doesn't affect you. So why highlight them? You're probably like, Uncle Puche, you sound like a fucking sellout. Why are you highlighting people for just standing outside? Well, I'm highlighting that they bring attention to their acknowledgement of their privilege and also bringing attention to acknowledgement of a social situation that they could just fucking ignore. Like plenty of their ancestors have done. Just looked at it and said, hey, man, it's not my problem. They've done it. So to see them out there actually protesting, young, old, middle aged, I was like, God damn, shout outs to y'all. I mean, let's be real. You know, male people can get some shit done. They can complain. You ever seen them get their order fucked up at Starbucks? <laughs> nah, man, but I I was really, really taken aback and very, very um, happy to see that because it takes a fucking village to stop racism, man. It takes a fucking village to stop social injustice. Black people can't end oppression and discrimination by themselves. No. We need the assistance of male people, of your brown brothers, your yellow brothers. You need the, you need all of the unity in the fucking community to ruin 
this stupid ass society that is based off racial prejudices that has been created. So, you know, as I stated, Uncle Pooch is a man for other people, by the people, and I want to see my people eat. My life motherfucking matters, and I appreciate people who don't look like me when they acknowledge that. One of my coolest homeboys, he'll leave, be uh, left un, unnamed, but he texted me, and he was like, yo, Pooch, let me let you know something. You know damn well if it got funky, I would jump, and hell, I'd help you, I'd help you bury a body. I don't give a fuck. Now, this man is a male man. This motherfucker put me in his wedding. He was one of my dogs, bro. He's cool as fuck. But he like reached out to me, let me know. He's like, man, listen, I don't do social media. I don't need to post. People gave me shit about it. And I, I feel, you know, some type of way. Listen, y'all ain't got to post. And even if you're a person of color, you're a black person, you ain't got to post on social media to know you down with the cause. Do your part. Maybe social media ain't your thing. It all starts from within the home. You cannot end racism without challenging the systematic injustices that go on within the world by ignoring this in the home first. Educate yourself, educate your kids, and then push it out into the world. That goes for everybody. Because as I sit here on my high horse and I commend my male people, I have to commend my black people too as well for uh, the ones who acknowledge that, hey, we need people of all colors. To be in this fight with us. This ain't a us versus them type thing. This is a us being beat on. So we need people to acknowledge the issues that we've had to deal with our whole lives type thing. Privilege is a real fucking thing and everybody has it. But not everybody has a luxury of living through it like others has. That being said. Fast forward. I'm at the protest on Friday. No, Saturday. Yeah, I'm on protest on Saturday. Here in Sacramento, we had a protest downtown. It's pretty fucking dope. And it was wonderful seeing all the people of different colors out there. And I had the most interesting sight that just kind of took me back, man. It just, and it, it made me, it made me smile and it made me want to cry, you know, but it just, it just made me feel good. There was a, um, I went downtown and I got close enough to the stage where they were talking and um, there was a group of people who had children with them and it was two uh, black kids. It was one black girl, one black boy and a little white girl. And uh, the, the little white girl was holding a sign that like basically said something like, you know, like we're all in this together or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Some cute the little black boy was holding a sign saying like my life matters. And the little black girl was holding a sign that said something like black lives matter. And it was so heartwarming because uh, one of the mothers, I'm assuming one of the kids, one of the black kids, like got them like lined up and, and she had them take a photo. And what was cool was to just see the embracingness of these children to each other. I'm sure they probably knew each other. I'm sure they probably knew each other. But it was cool just to see how much they just embraced each other. It was, they didn't, neither one of these kids looked at each other and thought like, yo, you're blacker than me or you're, you're this, you're different. It was just like, hey, you're my friend. Come sit next to me, friend. Let's, let's be friends. 
inequality, injustice, prejudices, racism, these are all taught methods. I truly believe people are not born evil. They are learned to become evil. They 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 do actions through life, through things like that, they become evil, evil, sorry. These children brought a smile to my face because I was very happy to see them embrace each other and not worry about the fact that they didn't look alike. They were probably more so concerned on the fact that they got along and played well with each other. Whereas we as adults, man, we grow up, we we go through experiences in life, we go through our pains, we go through our struggles, and, and it hardens us. It hardens us and it makes us believe that we can't progress without having an enemy, without having a competition that we must crush. I say this just to get it off my chest. I am none of you all's enemy. I am not one person's enemy walking this face of this earth. If I am an enemy to you, this is something you have derived upon your own skin because I have no beef with no one and I want to see everyone progress. We have to understand that we, as adults now, are creating a world for other people, for children, for your sons, your daughters, your nieces and nephews, for the people below you. The time we're always going to be grown because we're adults. We're all we're still going to be grown. We're never going to have all the answers. But we have to understand we got to make this place a better fucking world for fucking the generation underneath us. This country is a ticking fucking time bomb and it will explode if we don't get some shit together, man. We already have seen what will happen if we don't get some form of acknowledgement of a change. Motherfuckers will burn this shit to the ground and realistically, man, hey, so be it. You got to get some type of acknowledgement some way. Not saying that it's right to fucking tear shit down. Not saying that it's wrong either. But what I am saying is that you're going to have to acknowledge the struggles that happen to other people. And understand this too, man. You motherfuckers ever seen that movie? Sorry, I didn't mean to call you motherfuckers. <laughs> it's the Samuel Jackson in me. You guys ever seen that movie, Selma? It's a really good movie, Selma. I, uh... I was watching a movie years ago and there was a line in the movie where um, the, 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 I believe it was the mayor, could have been the governor, I don't really remember, of Alabama is at the White House and he's talking to the president at the time, which I believe was Lyndon B. Johnson, if I'm correct. And the president um, at the time is talking to the uh, mayor of Alabama. This is set in like the, the 60s, um, I believe so, the early 60s. Or the late 50s. Can't really recall off the top of my head. It's late. Sorry. And the president. um, Yeah, it had to be the late 60s because Kennedy's dead now. Sorry. Um, The president's saying to the governor of Alabama, like, hey, man, I understand you guys do it a certain way down there in Alabama. You ain't really privy to the blacks. Listen, man, I I don't have no problems. Just just kind of give the blacks what they want, bro. Like, you know, that's that's what the president says to the governor. And the governor's like, listen, I don't fuck with them niggas. Fuck them niggas. I'm never fucking with them niggas. My daddy didn't fuck with them niggas. His daddy didn't fuck with them niggas. I'm not fucking with them niggas. And the president's like, yo, rightfully so, my G. I agree. I understand. I don't fuck with all niggas either. But listen, not all niggas is bad. 
obviously, guys, I'm paraphrasing. This isn't what the conversation was like, but you have to watch the movie. But the president says something to the governor of Alabama in this movie that just kind of rattles me. He says to him, you know, Mr. Governor of Alabama, 20 years from now, they're going to be reading about this in history books. Where do you want to be on the side of history? Like, where would you like to be when they're when they're reading, you know, what what happened here? And the governor of Alabama says to the president, honestly, Mr. President, I don't give a fuck about what they talking about 20 years from now. I'm living it now. And the president looks at him and he's like, damn, I do. <laughs> I care about the future. I care about what the fuck they're they're gonna think of me. Like I'm the fucking president, man. I don't want to be seen as the fucking president who was like, man, fuck these niggas. I don't care if they live or die. So after that, basically the president in that movie, I'm sorry, in that movie, but the president at the time, um, which again I believe was Lyndon B. Johnson, was like, uh, yo, check this out. Martin Luther King and everybody. How about this, man? We're gonna come down and we're gonna rock with y'all. We're gonna get you guys some support and it helped kick off, you know, the whole civil rights movement and whatnot. Um the parts parts of it, I should say. Why did I tell you that fucking story as I close off this episode? Because one, that was a fucking story. You love my stories, that's why you're fucking here. But no, seriously, the reason why I said that is that it's so true. Where do you want to be 20 years from now in 2040? Explain it to your grandkids or your nieces and nephews, or your kids. What were you doing during this time period? How did you help change the world? And, you know, barring just Black Lives Matter movement, you know, the coronavirus, where were you when this all was going down? Where do you want to be on the side of history when this was all going down, man? Do you really want to just be like, man, I wasn't tripping. I was out the way. I was getting money. I wasn't fucking caring about nothing. I, Man, let them. Do you want to be there? I mean, you can be. That's completely fine. It's your prerogative. But I know me, I know the person I am, and I know the people that are around me. We ain't going to be like that. Now, we ain't in front offices. We not executives. We not politicians. We ain't in places of power yet. Me and my peoples, we ain't in places of power yet. But when we do get there, and we will, best believe, homeboy, we will. <laughs> I will make it my fucking whole duty to make sure that I make this world a better place than it was when I fucking came into it. And I believe we all have the power to do that, man. I believe in every single one of y'all. I know your voices can be heard to make a fucking change and do something. We can take action because action over complaints is what we need right now. We done with the whole complaining. We done with the whole, why is this going? No, dog. We're not complaining anymore, bro. We taking actions and we taking accountability and we hold motherfuckers accountable for the shit that they not doing. That's on all fucking sides, my G. As a person who has friends that I can, people that I consider friends on both sides of the law, I will not and cannot and shall not remain in a place in a space of silence and not fighting for those who are oppressed. And ain't just right now. We ain't doing this shit because it's trendy and it's popping and it's hot and it's the newest dance crave. No motherfucker, we on this way forever. At least I am. I hope you are too. But. As I said, this is not something that we as black folk can only do by ourselves. No one can stand by and watch this systematic injustice occur 
on any size to any group of people. We got to do better, man. And I know we fucking can. And quite frankly, I know we fucking will. So I'm proud of y'all, man. I'm very much proud of every single one of y'all who came out to protest. I'm very much proud of any of you all who are on the front lines. Um, You know, any person in law enforcement who's trying to make a way to be like, listen, we ain't all like that. Um, And just for people who are inside their homes, like educating their people, educating their kids, talking about the things that are important right now. We having a lot of uncomfortable conversations, motherfucker, and that's good. I'm proud of every single one of y'all, man. We'll get through all of this and we'll make it through and we'll see the other side of this. And one day we'll all get to look back on this, hopefully, and smile and say, I was there. I was able to help make a change. I'm not sure if we can ever fully end racism But I sure know we can try our hardest to stump that motherfucker out and let them know that this ain't cool, bruh. This ain't slide no more. We can't do it like this no more. So, yeah, man, I'm back. Next episode, that me and you speak, I'll explain where the fuck I was and where the fuck I've been and why I was gone for so long. I hope you guys will be able to forgive me. I don't plan on taking that long of a hiatus again. Um, but, uh, you know, Hey, if my mental doesn't allow it, then I have to fucking let it fly. Got to get the fuck out. Man, so much to talk about either way, man. I'm really happy to be back family. I'm really happy to see you all. And I'm really happy to give you this, uh, energy that I think you're going to enjoy. You listen to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. And no better time than right now. But listen here, please, please, please allow the peace to kill the evil that's trying to come from within you. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out.